he's right here, so. Oh, he topped Whoa. it. He cold topped it. Okay. Ready to go. Yeah. Okay, Oh, he shanked it. Oh, look at that line, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, is he out of sync. Welcome back to another episode of the Bogey Boys podcast. You're joined here by your host, Kevin and Mark. As always, what's been going down? Plenty of golf last week for me, to be honest. Yeah, went up to Delamere Forest. Nice. Got 18 holes in. Eight of us went down. We've got a reception. Oh, you had sciatica. What? <laughs> well, I did. Sciatica. I struggled. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because since, obviously, last week's show, I've played a couple of times. Struggled like crazy. Obviously, played Delamere Forest. Struggled. And then on Sunday, I played. And I played probably the best I've played in a while. No, really? no back pain. I've had no back pain to yesterday and today as well. Seems to have sorted that's, itself out that some one way, week, shape, or form. That one week sciatica. <laughs> yeah, it must have been sabbatical. It. Yeah, I was working on it though. I was pulse rolling every day. Was it yeah. with it um, in the gym for the two times I went? I got on the foam roller and I was really rolling it out. Have you got one of them in your house? Bike rat? No, I haven't got a foam roller in the house. No, did I have pulse roll? quid. Buy me one then. I will. We bought so, you set of scales. <laughs> I broke them. <laughs> so we went um went and played Delamere Forest. Eight of us done a better ball. Stableford um game between us all. Me and Rosen came last with thirty seven points. That's um, your second better ball, last place finish. In a week. In a week. Brilliant. So it just shows that improvements are coming, doesn't it? It was 30 There's points. There's no way. You can't get any worse. Well, 30 points and then 37 points. So next time it's 44. 44-1. Uh, Dale and Coops, they were hot favourites because they're good players, but they're off a decent handicap, so they get plenty of shots. Gary and Danny Jones played together as well, and they, I was playing with them too. Me and Rogerson played with them too, and they got 43 points. Oof. But they were. we played an individual, five front nine, five back nine, five... Um, overall, and obviously the Brucey an extra five if you win that. So they were they were four up through six. They were like getting birdies with shots for four points. They were just absolutely battling us. Me and Rosen were proper struggling. They were four up or five up after nine holes, thinking walk in the park. This anyway, we ended up being two down with two to play on seventeen. Won the back nine, but they were obviously on for the overall as well to, to win the money. No, nah, right. took the <laughs> so, Brucey off them. So we took the Brucey off them. So we won the back nine. They won the front and overall. So we ended up we owed them a fiver, and then the overall they have forty three points and they were like counting the counting the money. And then behind us, Dale and Coops ah. come in with forty four and pipped them. So Danny was like, Shocker. Danny was like, I was thinking I'm walking away with hundred and twenty quid and I've got a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> He's down fifteen because he had to put twenty in for the game. Unlucky, oh, but it was a great, great, great knock, great course as well. Um, don't know if you've played Delamere Forest before. Years ago in college, I couldn't quite tell hilly. you one thing about it. Like, yeah, it's one of them courses where like you just seem to have like quite a scenic view, no matter where you go. Where is this? Next to Delamere Forest. Delamere, Where's that? Delamere Forest in Delamere. Where's that? Towards Chester. Oh, Chester. Yeah. So you never been to Delamere Forest? Not that I can recall. My mind. It's interesting one. Yeah, it's a big forest. Yeah. That's mad. That <laughs> thought it would have been a reservoir. <laughs> so, uh, oh, nice course, very hilly, good bit of exercise. Not where you want to be playing with a bad back, but we got through you it. You might have actually been getting sciatic from sitting down too much and actually getting out and moving and sorted it out. I think it has, yeah, because I've been doing a lot more moving. Whereas the first couple of weeks in the job, I was just sitting there one and doing a lot of work. So, 
Um, then played Sunday. So you say. So I say, yeah. <laughs> so they say. Uh, so played Sunday then and played really well. Me and Charlie won four and two. Took the um, took the money there as well. Well, I say as well, it's the first time I took the money, but uh, counted up man and Charlie's better ball and we got 39 points, so it is getting better. It is, slowly. It, the ball is getting better. What about you, did you play? Well, speaking about better, I played on Thursday, I think it was, with Paul Kinnear, his mate, and Lee, and um, we had shots off the first. Me and Lee both lost them. Paul hit one down the middle, and he was like, I've just uh, drew skinny, thin, draw eight iron, and I think it's about a foot away there. We were looking, and he hadn't played. He'd been in Dante for a week. Knocked it in for Birdie, and then he lips out on the second. Then he hooks it off the third, stabs it out into the fairway, hits it to 40 foot, knocks it in. For par? So, no, for Birdie. Or the par five. The par five, yeah. So he's two under. Then he goes to the third, hits it on the green, and then he's a bit short. It spins up, and he it like burns the edge of them dead slow lip outs. Yeah. So he's two under. Then he's got like a thirty-five footer on the next. He the hits this. He, he goes. I like this. I like this putt. This is a good putt. Little right to left. I'm into this one. Hits it like halfway there. He goes. He's walking after it. Going. I just this one. Of them putts. I just knew that was in all day. <laughs> and he walks. And he's nearly at the hole. Kevin now before it's even gone in. Goes in. And he's like, it's one of them days. This. <laughs> then that. Then the next. He has a one-inch putt for his, for like for four under. On the par three? Oh, no, on the uh, that was the par oh, no. three we knocked it in. Five. The one, the next one over with the blind shot in. Yeah, yeah. So and then he's on the one after that that goes like oh, up yeah, and the down. Blind shot in that comes in off the left, yeah. Yeah, and then the next one where you, five, you go up. No, no, you've missed the hole. I was in the middle. Right, yeah. So it's a, it's a blind second shot. Over blind the, second shot over the dunes. Yeah, he puts that it. to an inch. Did he? Yeah. Then he hits three wood and then puts it to like forty foot, and on the camera I've got the video of that one rolls it in, so he's five under. Through six. Through six. We're six down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? He never got 10 and 8 done. Oh, no, he didn't tell me this score. Go on. It was on the story. And then he hits driver, like right over the trees. He got like an eight iron into the par five. It's the flag. One bounce, twats the flag. For a two. For the two and a par five. Really yeah. Then he knocks that in for seven under through eight. I was just like, what is going on here? What did he shoot in the end? Well, he ended up, he three-putted 10. He, he messed up the two par fives on the back nine. So what score are you? He was six under and he finished. So you're seven down through seven, obviously. You haven't half that hole, surely. No, seven down through... No, I think we half one of the holes. We were six down through seven. And then we half nine. We won 10. We got beat six and five anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but after we got beat six and five, all these shots came in and I had the birdie. And, and it was all like... So if we'd have just hang, hung in there one more you've hole... Caught, you've counted that, haven't you? We really only got beat two down after these. No, we would have halved. Would you? Yeah. We actually won the next five holes because Lee, Lee, Lee was par and birdie and I had a few birdies. It was like... It's easier when there's nothing on it. Of though. course, yeah. But we got absolutely ass handed to us. <laughs> Paul was like, yeah, he was like just walking away. He was quite chilled and he's like, yeah, I had a PGA match player and this lad was a member of Ashton and Makerfield. I think it's like a nine-hole course. He's like, so I said to him, do you want to... Play my place for me, be nice. You know, six and five to many way around here. Done <laughs> <laughs> him six and five, yeah. It's like, oh my god. But it was a, that's the lowest I've ever seen anyone shoot for, for nine holes in, in, the me, flesh. in the eyeballs, yeah. Yeah. Like it's impressive, like. And it what it, it like I had similar it wasn't when, pretty. Well, I'm going we're going to 
the St. Andrews is back next week, isn't it? Oh, so yeah. So we're going next week, and I told the story last year, didn't oh, I? About Paul Howard. Me getting Paul Howard. I think he played a practice round the day before. I think for the four rounds of golf, he was like 18 under par or something. Ridiculous, and I had to play him um, every day on the, on the match plays. So the first day, I told you, now we played the Jubilee, and I think he was eight under through seven. Wow. He was, and you can drive greens, but you've still got to execute the shot. So I think three of the first seven holes, you can drive the greens. There's a par five you can get into. So there's a chance for Eagles, but he eagled the first and just went on this birdie running. Yeah, he was, me and Gary were playing him and Danny Jones, I think. Yeah, it was a tough match to be fair. And um, we, um, I think they were like five up through seven or something. I think crazy, that, was a, that was close to a six and five or something like that. Yeah, but it is good to watch them like at that level. So obviously, Paul's being pro back amateur, but he's plus five. Paul Kinnear is obviously a quality pro. We've both played in the open, so it's good to. It's crazy, isn't it? It's just see them go that low. The, matter, the the thing I took from it is like it wasn't all fairways and greens. It was it's all about the putter, and that's just the end, the end of the matter. Yeah, it does help when you're knocking 35, 40 footers in. If you three short... or four of them <laughs> <laughs> in the, in the first eight. Beating one to the hole as well. Oh, it was mental. Yeah. No, it is. It's being good around the greens. You can, I mean, I've done it plenty of times and I'm not the best off the tee, as you know, but even when I'm playing well and I'm in it okay off the tee, even when I hit some bad ones, if my short game's good, I can get it. I can get it round in the 70s quite comfortably. Yeah, it's one of them that the lad who was playing with Paul Ellis, his name is, he was like, I'd much rather dog it round and score well than hit it well and like if you miss a green, you make a bogey, and I'm like, that's sort of my game. I hit it well, and then when I don't, I don't really scramble too well. I was, I, I got me scrambling quite well, and I've just realised how much I need to work on me chipping again. Well, this was me on Sunday. We played off the yellows, and I hit seven greens front man. Nice in regulation, and I was three over par. You only hold by uh, par putts. Yeah, I do. Like it's weird. I literally do. Yeah, it's like a different thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is, but yeah, fantastic golf. I um, can't wait to get out there again and play. I was meant to play today, but Hairston all have done like a. I was meant to play with this like Danny and um, Hairston all have dug up all of a couple of the fairways have and you put seen new... the range. The range is amazing, yeah. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Like, not... It does look amazing. It's 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 all astroturf, isn't it? Yeah, and they got like a little robot that picks Danny the went, balls up. Yeah, Danny went the other um, yesterday. Sent me some pictures. Show me what it was like. So it's unbelievable. I know. You can buy a membership there yeah. for the range, can't you? 38 quid a month or something. So if you buy that, and then we'll go. Well, if you think about it, a large basket, a phone yours, 12 quid. So it's, yeah. So if you go three times a month, yeah, you got your quids in. There you go. It's just getting to Hailston. Yeah, and I imagine it's going to get busy as well. I'd say so. Yeah. But, so, so. No, that's what I'm saying. They've dug up two of the fairways and they've put seven temporary greens on <laughs> in it's September going to be someplace soon that, but what's the, what they're doing the, they're doing done work, a lot of work they? yeah because they've done all the new tees last winter didn't they not too sure yeah they built all new tees and made it a lot longer and built everything up and I think they've got like a thousand members now or something yeah. like that yeah yeah so I think it's a bit crowded a bit difficult to get a tea time but all corporate it's it's very much for what form we all used to be right okay I th- that's the general consensus that I'm getting off of um, a recent poll that I've done with a few of the members <laughs> <laughs> said nobody ever. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so golf news then. What have we got? So, a couple of awards have been given out. They have. So, yeah. I've, as we've seen on the Instagram, Scotty Scheffler got the 
PGA Tour, the player, of the, the players, player of the year. Yeah, I called that with the vote. You called Rory. I called Scotty. I did. Which is you win that one? Yeah, one nil to me. Cam Smith, which was very quiet on social media. We need to do a little post about this because not many people are talking about it. He's won the PGA of America Player of the Year, which okay. is which is based on points. So it was a close, closely run race between Smith and Scheffler. Um, Smith ended up getting ninety six points. Got sixty of them for the Open, eighteen of them for the players. And whatever else in his other finishes, and Scheffler got ninety four. Ah, okay. So it was very close, very and close, McElroy yeah. come third with sixty two. Okay. But then McElroy ended up winning the Harry Varden Trophy for the lowest adjusted score on average. Where he had sixty eight point six seven zero, and Smith had sixty nine point two zero three. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. On no. the on the awards side of things, I was looking to try to find who won the rookie. rookie. Of the, yeah, but I can't. No, I haven't Can't seen. Find it. I've seen no announcements. I had a look on the PJ Tours page as well, so maybe that's not been announced yet. Yeah, well, maybe you think that they just, even though they announced it with Scheffler at the footy match, you think they'd just have like an awards dinner, wouldn't you, for the role? Yeah, the way and like done get it, yeah. everyone together and just. We'll come on to um, attendees at that college football game a bit later on. Yeah, we we'll get a bit tasty. But the only news, the couple of bits of news I've got here, the main one is the announcement of the Hero Cup. It's the Black Sevy Trophy. The Black Sevy Trophy, to, yeah. What's his name? Javier. Javier, yeah. yeah. He's um, Sevy Balaceros' son's not very best pleased about it. I've seen he? a few things on Instagram, on Twitter, sorry, yeah, about um, obviously it, it, it's good for the tour, I think, the Hero Cup, but I can't see the resentment in it officially being the Sevy Trophy back in the day, wasn't it? Yeah. It, and then obviously to bring it back as a different name. Uh, doesn't I don't think it mentions Seve at all in, in the in the whole thing. A lot of the Hero Open and the Hero do, is doing a lot for golf, isn't it? I think, yeah. Is it a charity? What I'm is it? Sure, yeah. I think it's like a charity, isn't it? Fact check for Doc. <laughs> need to send, first and foremost need to send an apology out to Doc because if he's listening, we were doing all fact checks for Doc and I've wrote them all down and they've I've lost them. <laughs> so none of as the fact organized checks as ever. Yeah, he is organized as ever. Yeah. So um, we'll have a look at that, but it's basically Great Britain and Ireland um, are going to take on continental Europe from January the 13th to the 15th uh, in Abu Dhabi Golf Club. you think something like that would be in Europe, wouldn't you? Yeah. The BMW was the start of the Ryder Cup points eligibility, wasn't it, for this year? Yeah. So even Rory came out, didn't he, and said, we've got seven established players, and we listed them on the social media, didn't we, who we think they are, the likes of your Rory... Hovland, Ram, Shane, Sorry. Matt, Tommy, and Hatton. Yeah. They're seven, aren't they? So, you know, you've got potential space for five players. And I think what they should do is they should still include them seven players in this match because there's potential partnerships. That exactly, build, yeah. But there's also... Romances are formed, aren't Exactly, they? yeah. But it's also good just to see how they react in a match play competition. And I would even put players in there who are sort of potentially out of form, but... I've got potential and they just need that confidence. So players who maybe haven't won on the tour are probably not ranked certain positions, but, you know, he's got raw ability him or like somebody like an Alex Fitzpatrick could be an example. He's not established on the tour, but he's a Walker Cup player. He's scouted at being... Obviously, What's his Walker Cup record, though? Well, this is it, but if he's... I don't know, maybe this one's a bit too early for somebody like him. I was just mentioning because he's playing in Rome this week, but I'm just thinking of somebody along those lines. If there's a space... In the GB and Ireland team, yeah, because I, I know you. Well, I don't, you know, I'm saying exactly this, but 
if there was someone who played the Walker Cup against one of the Americans who shot forward, it could be a good chance to get them in. Yeah, exactly. If that makes sense. Exactly, because if you know who the seven are going to be, and I think we can all be in agreement to that, but last year, the five players that have essentially gone to live, so your likes of your Paul Casey, Garcia, Westwood, Poulter, those guys uh, who are no longer going to be considered for that, you need to replace them with young, raw talent, really, and maybe a bit of experience, but you've got enough experience out the seven. So I think this will be really good just to get an, an understanding of where we are as a as a team, because you've got players like Marcus Hilly Kittle, no, who hasn't had the he hasn't played that much this season, no. but he's had a top ten on the PJ Tour, and he obviously won the Challenge Tour rankings last season. Yeah. You've got Ewan Ferguson, who's having an unbelievable season. Yeah, you've got players like Rich Mansell, who's having an unbelievable season. Anyone else on our podcast that you want me to <laughs> <laughs> mention? No, but in all seriousness, you're coming, you Johnson. <laughs> It's going to be good. I'm looking forward to this. I've never, well, I, obviously, I, I, I remember the Sevy Trophy sort of, but I, I wasn't really. No, I don't remember it, mate. Never into, seen it played. Yeah, what, what it's about. Yeah, so I wasn't really as into golf from a watching perspective. I was more playing when I was younger. So it'd be interesting to see this format and see who Luke Donald picks, actually, and what his thought process is behind it from a Europe side and a GB and Ireland side. Yeah. Because the Guards are obviously going to be there as well. So putting the Guards up against two young up-and-coming GB and Ireland players could be quite an interesting watch. Well, that's it. Then you've got like Hovland, you've got like another couple of fringe players as well who keep coming through, like your um, Peters, your Olsen, like these players who I, th- I think they've played, he's played Radical before, hasn't he, Olsen? So's Peters. But both of them have. So yeah. these are players who are probably hungry to get that spot back. Get it back, yeah. So, oh, then remember, remember last year when every other person that won was a Ryder Cup contender? Migliosi <laughs> and Zanotti and all these well, people. You know what's interesting about Migliosi as well and Molinari? Obviously, it's their home tournament this week. They've done well last week and seem to be coming in form at the right time. Obviously, their motivation is to be in the Ryder Cup in their home million percent. Country, so, you know, it could be a good season for them too again. See what comes of it. Should we do just an off-the-cuff? Who would be your 10 GB in Ireland? Go ahead. Go on then, you can go first. GB and Ireland. Ten players from GB and Ireland. So, Lowry. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah. Wallace. Okay. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Rory. Yeah. Hatton, obviously. Is it mine or yours? Sorry, Tom. <laughs> you don't want to let him know. Ewan. <laughs> Ewan, yeah. Rich Mansell. Yeah. Should you do it together? I just not have another one hat in it. Okay. Now I've got hat in. Hat in it, yeah. Bobby McIntyre. McIntyre, yeah. One more from GB in Ireland. Struggling, yeah. Surely somebody out there. Eddie Pepperell. With a bit of banter. No. Can't have him in. Migliosi. <laughs> <laughs> um Seamus Power. Yeah. Shout alert! Save the day, there. Save the day. <laughs> Save the day. Save the day with that one. There. Okay, like, yeah. And then, was you just thinking of the English flags in your mind? Yeah, I was. Hey, we think I'm gonna save the day there. We've got Mansell in there as well. Like that's like, like we we're struggling for any more players in our mind, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, let's go continental Europe then. So Hovland, Ram, Ram, Huygard twins. Yeah, Francesc- Olsen. Would you put Olsen in? Yeah. Peters. Okay. Peters. 
Thomas Detry. No, he hasn't really won on the DP World Tour, has he? But no. there's potential there. Um, did you give Hilly Kittle the nod? I'd give Cabrera the better. Um, Lorazabal, Yeah, he's definitely earned it, yeah. Or, uh, I was thinking Cabrera the better, but nah, Lorazabal definitely. Don't know about Hilly Kittle. Not as as of now, I wouldn't say. No, you're probably right, yeah. Um, He's a strong finish the season, doesn't he? How many is that we've got there? I lost count. Eight, I think. No, seven without Hilly Kiddle, yeah. Seven. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because Adrian House. Adrian House. Because they pop up, don't they, and then disappear. Entire Schwab. Sepp Stracker. Seb Stracker, a million percent. Yeah. He's in there. Sepp Stracker definitely goes definitely in there, doesn't in he? There. Yeah, definitely. Any I'd decent... probably do Francesco Molinari Mo- and, and Migliosi. Yeah. Just because it's in Italy, they're Italian, and see how they fare. Yeah. What's in Italy? Oh, the Radical. The Radical. Yeah, you've seen this as a precursor sort of thing to see what happens. Well, I think that's the only, that's obviously one of the main reasons is it's a change in, in the tide, really, for European Ryder Cup team, isn't it? Yeah. The guys who've been there, like Westwood's been in every Ryder Cup since 97, he's not going to be there. Obviously, Garcia, the relationship he's he's had with Ram, that was always a partnership. <laughs> The players, the postman. Well, you know, saying all this, right, um, in, in a bit of golf news, Garcia attended the annual players meeting at Wentworth on Tuesday and he asked the DP World Tour chief, Keith Pelle, if live golfers could take part in the European Ryder Cup team next September in Italy. What was interesting about his response was you can earn points for it this week. Yeah. But other than that, so he's basically saying. We said he said we play Pelly's response was that they can certainly earn points that in this week, but we don't know what will happen in the next twelve months. And then he said, any more questions? And then the interviewer said, whoever wrote this article says you could hear a pin drop. I almost laughed. <laughs> so it's yeah. it's a bit mental, isn't it? No, it is. Yeah, it's an interesting time for the DP World Tour. He got he did get questioned Keith Pelly about. Um... The future of the DP World Tour, and he says there's a, there's a lot to come over the next twelve months. So, well, yeah, I I think that when we come on to it in a minute, there's a big opportunity for the DP World Tour. And I think that they're missing out, they're missing out a little bit. Yeah, that this went with was a big showcase of what 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 it can do, yeah. what it can actually benefit. It can use the divide between live and the PJ to its benefit. Well, should we get into it now, Birdie Let's Bogey get into Bust? it, Birdie Bogey Bust. That time again. It's that time again, y'all. The birdie bogey bust. The birdie bogey bust. Birdie bogey bust. I went there last time, so you go first. Well, Lowry winning, birdie in the last, and sealing that victory. First he hasn't, he hasn't won open. since the open. Yeah, which I was surprised. That's I was surprised as well, but even he plays well, doesn't he? But he's always in and in and about, and he and I don't know. We just I like Shane. Yeah, he's a fan favorite, isn't he? He is, yeah, and he says the right things, and he's to the point as well. He's a, you don't get no bullshit from Shane. I think, uh, yeah, and I just like the way that he said to Rory, he was like, "You've won enough." Yeah, and he put Rory. I think in 2014 or 15, Rory pipped him. Yeah, so it was nice to see the other way around. I've got you on back. But it was now, nice yeah. even Shane saying to you, "I can't believe that putt hasn't dropped." Yeah, so it was just. Did you see the thing at where he said? Um, if he has an albatross on the last he wins, he'll be fucking embarrassing, won't it? Because <laughs> he's celebrating his win, or he's like, I've got a chance here. And then, like, Rory to knock a two in on the last he wins. So oh, that'd be heavy. Wasn't to be. And then missed the eagle put, as you say, yeah. What's your birdie? So, the, I've got a couple of things, really. So, are we doing that? You're doing that, I'm doing that Kev again, thing again? Yeah, doing that Kev thing again. The main one is that this week in Italy, 
at the Marco Simeone. It's free entry for all fans. Belter. So we were meant to go to that. We was, yeah. So we'd have had to pay the flight, but we'd have got it for free, which is always nice. So yeah, free for fans. So this is hopefully if the fans that's turn that, up, that's a little yeah, we'll give you that for free. And then bang, two ton for the radical. <laughs> In a Definitely, dough. yeah. Get a bit of a Get taste, a taste of, of what it's it. like. Yeah. Free beer. Love that place. <laughs> Here we go, it. babe. That's it. But in addition to that, it's just the fact that the PJ Tour is back at the same time, Liv is back. And obviously the DP World Tour for the first time since I can remember for a while that hasn't been a co-sanctioned event, that the DP World Tour has got a stronger field than the PJ Tour. So, like you mentioned about this could be what we see in the future uh, when we're talking about Yeah, but you've got to remember there's another factor at play is that it's the Radha Cup venue, isn't it? No, I'm not saying that this is a, a sign of things to come, but what I'm saying is this is potentially what could happen because you've got these players now, uh, Rory's there, Hovland, Fitzpatrick, Hatton, top players, yeah, European players are playing on the European tour, supporting the tour, but also obviously, I know Hovland and Rory are one and two, so they're obviously trying to get the best amount of points to win the, the, the DP World Tour Championship rankings, but it's just good to see that when the PGA Tour has players like Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, um, and players like that back, if they were all playing on the PGA Tour this week and you had these on the DP World Tour, it's a taste of what you could potentially have if players split between the tours, Yeah, which we won't get, but with top players playing at live as well, this could have been a, a prime example. But my beard is the fact that we are going to see good golf across the three tournaments this week. I see. Belter. What's your bogey? My bogey is, I've had money on Tommy and I've been predicted them last week. Come out the gates like a greyhound yeah. and then shooting what, over par. Probably one of, the, like, one of the few players to two shoot players over par. Yeah. Two players to shoot over par on the, on the, the second yeah, day. Yeah, it was, it was difficult to watch, wasn't it? I know, and it, it all started with three put on the first, and as soon as he missed a little four foot slider, I was like, "This yeah. is he's gonna have one." Missed the whole right as well, didn't he? The whole, he didn't, didn't, didn't even look like missed it. the ball with his putter. Didn't even look like a bit it of well, like inexperience, like inactivity, bit of rust. Of course, yeah, he's been out. He's been out the game for a while, hasn't he? So you can oh, give him that. But. It's one of them. It's I just my bogey is like he just he got me hope right up there. Yeah, and then let me down. Let oh. you down. Oh well, he'll he'll go again. He will. Yeah, my bogey is. Not Lowry himself, but just his comments and the whole comments that were shaped throughout the pre-tournament and then around the tournament. And I'll come on to Garcia as part of the bust, and I know you've mentioned that's your bust as well. Yeah. Um. But Lowry's comments when he when he won the tournament, he was like, "I wanted to win this for myself first and foremost, but I think for this tour, everyone that stayed loyal to this tour and everyone that's done everything for this tour, I feel like this is one for the good guys." Now, which is fair enough, that's understandable, but my bogey is how players who have been loyal to the tour, like Westwood, Poulter, got sort of a bit of a, a grilling pre-tournament. The likes of Billy Horschel coming out and saying like they're not welcome, and I can't remember quote for quote what he said, but it there was quite strong words pre-tournament, and you're seeing the the discussion that Poulter had with Horschel on the know, green, like, although you couldn't see what was getting It said. looked heated though, didn't it? It just, it just looked like, yeah, Poulter was giving him the calm down. Hands, wasn't he? We all know that one. The Scousers, calm, calm down, down, calm, calm down. down. Uh, but loyalty is proven over time. So for Billy Horschel to come out, and I get what he's saying, he's supporting the tour, and he's 
potentially pointing it at the likes of your Taylor Gooch who've never played before and coming over and taking spots from those guys who have been playing all year. And we've spoken about that and we agree with that. But I just think at times like this, they're, they're in the field. Let the, let the likes of Westwood and that be. Like Westwood's had 587 European Tour appearances. I mentioned before, he's played every Ryder Cup since 97. He's won 25 times on the tour. Number one on the money list, three times over. You know, and you've got somebody like, and it's not his fault, but last year's rankings winner, Morikawa, did he even play in Europe once? Well, no. Obviously, well, obviously uh, the Open and things. The Open but, and that's it, yeah. But, you know, the players like Never set foot in continental Europe, didn't he? That, yeah, was that the year before, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the year before, yeah. He hadn't stepped in foot in continental Europe and, and he, he's leading going into it. You know, you've got Poulter, he's had 392 appearance. His nickname in the Ryder Cup is the Postman. So I just think these players, me bogey is just that these players just, they deserve a bit more respect. I know people disagree with Liv and what's happening with Liv, but you can't tarnish loyalty and a reputation of people who've been there and done it and proven it. Well, they've, that's proven... it. They've, they've dedicated the whole life to it and they've, like, they've earned the... Right, haven't they? They've earned the right to play, yeah. So a lot more than, like as you say, a horse, haven't they? Yeah. Well, I think to qualify to get to the DP World Tour Finals, it's four tournaments, I believe. Maybe I have to fact check that, but I think you're only playing four. Fact tournaments. check for Doc. Fact check for Doc. So four tournaments you have to play in to qualify. Um, so the top players are just going to pick the top, the best four tournaments, aren't they? Yeah. And come over and play in them. So and Billy Horschel is 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 in that. Billy Horschel's obviously sponsored by BMW because he only comes and plays the BMWs. Yeah, he's won two of them, hasn't he? And he exactly. came over and played in Germany to try and to do the to do the three. Yeah, so but even the ones that haven't supported the tour, like Taylor Gooch, come out and was like, "Look, I've earned me right to be here." He's right, and if they are going to put blockers in the way and not allow them to get world rank and points to get to the Masters, then the proof is he's turned up against all the hate. That he was getting because he was clearly the one that was targeted, targeted out the most, wasn't he? Because he's never played a DP World Tour ever event ever. So he's, or at least he's never played at that event anyway. I think Shane Lowry mentioned something about. I'm happy that certain players are there. So he was showing respect to the likes of Westwood and things, but then yeah. it was like, you know, other players shouldn't be here and taking up spots. So that's fair enough. But he is there, and against all the odds, he finishes fourth and gets gets probably. Not, it's not confirmed, but he's 35th in the world now. And by the time the the invitations go out for Augusta, he's more than likely going to still be in the top 50. Right. Pretty much guaranteed a spot at the Masters by by turning up and playing that. So if they're allowed, if they if there's no further advancements on, if they're allowed to play, I just don't think it's in golf's best interest to ban them from the majors. None of this is in golf's best interest, but they still do it. Yeah, I suppose. What's your bust then? Well, we, we've we've got a well. A it's bust. like a joint bust, and it basically Garcia's behaviours. Taking up a spot again, we're against all the things. Kymer bowed out, Richard Bland bowed out. No, um, Cameron Bland stayed in. I, I got that wrong last week, yeah. Kymer's bobbed out because he didn't, he didn't feel um comfortable, yeah. So he's he's took the spot and then he's disappeared after round one, the, shooting it's, 76. It's yeah, like, they're taking the spot, taking the spot's not the problem for me because you know he's earned it, like we said. If he's, he's gonna play, it's just. It's the way he's just got up and left. That's what I mean. Like, is it? He's shot four over. For him to just turn up at that footy event, he's got to have had some sort of premeditated notion that he was going. It was on, yeah, or something to do. Like, you don't just rock up on the side of the pond twenty minutes later. No, definitely, he's got a ticket. He's got everything. <laughs> a ticket yeah, and all that. Yeah. yeah, he's got. 
Scotty Scheffler was there. That's where it was all announced. It was the same one, and they got beat as well. Alabama beat them. Did he? Yeah. Beat Texas. Yeah. So I think when you look at Speed was chatting fifty-two nils. <laughs> <laughs> so Mansell not getting in as part of the bust as well because he was thirty-fifth in the in the. There was the a rankings. big big thing on Twitter about Mansell. Loads of players like wearing eels, pepperel, all these people coming out saying like, "Wow, have you not had an invite? Wow, it's a joke. This is a disgrace. Wow." It is, who got the extra English invite? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I think so. I think when you look at this week as well, Alex Fitzpatrick's got an invite to Italy. You might be looking at what you're saying, where you want to test them out on the no, Ryder think, Cup venue. I think it's good yeah. that he has, but I just don't understand why Alex has got one this week and Richard never got one last week. What Richard's... It doesn't go to who deserves it. It goes to who they want to invite. Yeah. And like an Alex Fitzpatrick with the Fitzpatrick Ryder Cup, Fitzpatrick brothers... Molinari's I I get it and I'm backing it I think he should get an invite I just don't see why Richard the problem is why Richard never got one last week there's no big stellar story there is there like behind it but you just don't know but even looking looking back at the guy who should have got in ahead of first reserve Alfredo Garcia Heredia I've never really seen much of him obviously John Ram never even heard of him (laughs) John Ram John Ram said at the beginning he's obviously one of his close friends and He's 135th or 136th in the race um, to, to buy DP World Rankings, whatever it's called now. So I think the only hun- top 120 or 121 get the card this year. Yeah. If he gets into this event it's with the big points, chance to boost them up, it's yeah. a chance he could have guaranteed his DP World Tour card for next year. Now he's got to rely on getting in these events, and there's not many left now. If Garcia would have withdrew, it's a bit of a hindsight thing because it's he doesn't know that he's going to shoot seventy six. He doesn't know that it 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 was him. It's, like, just, it's just not the right thing to do, though, is it? No. You look at um, Min Woo Lee shot four over first round, goes and shoots ten under final round. John Ram shot ten under on the Sunday. It's I'm not saying Garcia would have shot ten under, ten under and won, but what I'm saying it's out is. There. The scoring was out there. So if you're a professional golfer and you're going to take up them spots, the least thing that you can do is out of respect of players because all right, he's set for life. He's at live. He's getting his contracts. He's had an amazing career. He's won pretty much everything. He's green jacket the lot. He's a legend in the games. Players like Alfredo, they're playing for their livelihood and their yeah. careers. Well, Garcia is just turning up and there might be a reason, a good reason for it. Well, it, you got to the, the if you start a, P, a DP World Tournament, there's not many reasons you can withdraw without finishing out the four days, like you have the medical exemptions or emergencies. He's got twenty one days, hasn't he, to 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 show his medical evidence, yeah. to be deemed reasonable. Otherwise, he'd be fined. No, yeah, because he give no reason. Did he? Just getting up and even just the no reason thing. It's like, what are you doing? Just getting off, like at least Tell say them. something. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. There's obviously a, a little civil war going on with the live and the and the and the other tours. That's not helping there? it though, is it? Well, that's not helping it. No, it doesn't help anybody. But that may be one of the reasons why he just thought I'm off. But the consequences of that is somebody like Alfredo, who could have got in the event, or Richard Mansell, who could have got an invite into the event ahead of that, who are playing for the futures. Yeah. You know, we'll speak about it a bit later on. But next year, the top ten on the DP World Tour, whether we agree with it or not. Get a PJ Tour card. These PJ Tour cards now are worth half a million quid. Yeah, because you get that as a guarantee when you get a PJ Tour card. So you're not just playing for a spot on the PJ Tour. You, you 
ironically, you're getting guaranteed money. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, but let's move on. Right, obviously Shane Shane Lowry, BG. BJ. <laughs> you want to be Jeff Shane Lowry? <laughs> <laughs> Shane Lowry, yeah, BMW champs, deserved winner. I just love how Shane Lowry, like, can just imagine these shots. So on 17, that shot he played where he just did a low one, hooked around the Hooks, corner, yeah. and it was the exact same two years ago. It's he, just... he, he's, he's one of the workers, like the natural workers of the ball. He just works it both ways, yeah. doesn't he, Quit with the hands? Tiger-esque, really, isn't it? Yeah. What Tiger was was good at was they get himself out of like situations where he could really work the ball both ways. When you watch him, it's a it's a wonder he hasn't won more. Yeah, it is a wonder. Yeah, he's one definitely one of the best players in the world, and I think just his charisma, he's great off the tee. Short game's phenomenal, isn't it? You just think sometimes he lacks the precision with his irons. You know, sometimes it's a few loose irons and I make bogeys out of nowhere and things. So yeah. I think that can sometimes cost them. But yeah, he's. I th- hopefully, I know we said this when he won the Open, but hopefully we see him kick on from here. Well, we'd love to see it. Like, he's, he's legend. We'd love to see the drama. Yeah. Well, the drama was Rory's putt, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, how was that stopped on the edge like that? I know. It's I know. Like you say, it is all about putting, though. You know what I mean? That goes in, it goes to a playoff. Does Rory potentially win? It's like, it's the difference, isn't it? That is it. Yeah. But there was, like, so many, like, as we spoke about before, so many low rounds, Minwoo Lee holding out, Shoot like two eagles that was being like he hold out an eagle, he had another eagle, and he left it in the jaws on the last exactly the same as Rory's, yeah, for 11 under. I know, bogey and bogey and 17 as well. That and which that is a bad deal. And yeah. you're like, so that you could have got the course record, they've all like him and Ram have tied it, haven't they? Yeah, and then so we were talking about the, the world ranking points there, as we were saying that Gooch went from 35th to 46th, he got 11 world ranking points for that. The world so, ranking like, point is a joke because what you and got eight points on the same tour for winning an event. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? But so Westwood and Ortegi, they got they both tied, tied for third. This is about the live players, what they got both tied for thirteenth. Westwood moved from a hundredth to ninety sixth in the world, and Ortegi moved up fifteen spots from one sixty five to one fifty. Sam Horsfield got an eighteenth place and moved from ninety fifth to eighty eighth. Abraham Anser tied Horsfield in the, on the same score in 18th place, but he remained 24th in the world. And Reed got a T5 and stayed 50th place. So he didn't move in the rankings. He didn't, no. But, so Reed's going to struggle to. Reed will get back to the. Well, Masters Reed's playing past, next past week. We're in France. Yeah. The National. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. This is good. This is good for the. the so this is my whole thing about what the DP world now can cash in on is the world ranking points. They need to start advertising that more and attracting the well, list players, it. don't what, they? I don't know whether the 54 holes had something to do with this, but this is what's an absolute joke. So the P, the PGA champ, the, oh, I need to stop saying BGA championship. <laughs> the BMW championship is the flagship event on the DP World Tour, yeah? Yeah. And for winning that event, Shane Lowry got 38 points for the world ranking. The Fortinet Championship, which is not going to exist next year, is getting 40 points. I just can't for the life of me understand how this new world ranking system is fair on the grounds of this is like the first event back. And a lot of these players who are playing this event in the Fortinet Championship are coming from the Corn Ferry Tour. Well, how is it more? Well, it's based, I think it's based on the strokes gained, isn't it? 
Well, you mentioned this, didn't you? So have you got it there? Just to explain well, I've it? only got an, an, an out-and-out definition on the World Golf Rankings is a, a player's strokes gained world rating is based on a player's actual scores in stroke play events and adjusted for the relative difficulty of each round played over a rolling two-year period. To place more emphasis on recent performances, a similar weighting system that applied to the world ranking points is utilised, i.e. a 13-week period of full-weighted thereafter reduced in equal decrements. So It's a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah. So, so when they're talking about difficulty of the course, then, who decides that? Well, I don't know if it's like the, way, the new world handicap system where it's actually the weather and all the scores and everything that goes in on the days that they played. The difficulty is then adjusted based on how everyone fares. So if you've got all choppers shooting ninety over in that or eighty twenty overs, yeah. then that'll affect how many points you actually deem the difficultiness. Not just so if you shoot twenty under and shoot some say the difference between the worst and best is for fifty shots, then that course is probably deemed is it deemed more difficult? It would say yeah, you would say so. Or you? is it like if everyone shoots over par, it's like it's weird and I don't I don't really get it. It is. It's a very strange way of calculating it. And if you're determining how difficult that course is, are they doing it before the tournament? Surely not. It has to be after the tournament when everyone's played and you just decide. But then the world ranking points are determined before the tournament. But so, there's, there's all madness. Like there's performance points. There's a performance curve. It's like it's gone a bit a bit mad for me. And you can it, you can tell that it's unfair because what we've got now is we've got flagship event on the DP World Tour having less world ranking points than the opening event on the PJ Tour. We've got Taylor Gooch finishing ta- uh, fourth position, getting more points in that event than somebody who wins on the DP World Tour. Well, because it's, because it's based over a two-year rolling period, you have to have 40 weeks in, obviously a, if a 50, 40, 40 minimum or 52 it? max over a 104-week period. Your 40 best could be in different tournaments if you you're a player that's carrying more points and you're in the pj tour that's why the events are more so if the dp world now boosts a few of its tournaments and then players are carrying more weight into the next season in two seasons the dp world tour rankings will be more do you get me oh so it'll just take time for the dp world to catch that's what up. i'm guessing because if they've got more tournaments more bigger bigger events more rolex events and stuff like that, where the players are, have got a more difficult field to play against and a more difficult tournament, They're, and they can go over and play a few PJ Tour events as well. Yeah. And then they say a few rock-ups, say they, they, like Hilly Kiddle and uh, the Hoy guys, they go and play a couple of decent PJ Tour events, a few majors, they, that'll be in their top 40. So then when they play a normal European Tour event, it brings more bring weight to the back. tournament. Yeah. That's, that's how I'm guessing it works. Well, it, that's how it worked in the old scheme, but it was based on your world ranking, wasn't it? So if yeah. like, the top 10 players in the world played came over and played the DP World Tour, then that would boost up the rankings. Yeah, I think they've changed it based on the performances and based on their actual recent 13, like last 13 performances. Yeah. It's, it's a li- I think they've tried to simplify it and absolutely overcomplicated it. They've overcomplicated it, but it's also very biased towards the PJ Tour by the looks of things. And I'm, just, go- minute, yeah. I'm just going on what the actual outcome of the World Rankings points are. Oh, yeah. Because we said the same week that, was it the same week that, Zalatoris one on the PG was it Zalatoris yeah on the PJ sixty four or whatever and then Ewan got eight so it was like using that as a comparison it's obvious that 
Like, there's no way that the DP the DP World Tour is eight times less effective and less competitive than the PJ Tour. Exactly, and then and that's your, what that world ranking is reflecting. Yeah, and then for your majors, you're getting a hundred points for winning each one of them, and you're getting eighty alone for the players now. So then, that's, eighty points. Yes, yeah, yeah. so that's ranking the FedEx. What what Vitalitoris won as just under the players. Which is fair enough, yeah. Fair enough, it's major yeah. championships and players' championship, but then is there an event on the DP World Tour that gives you eighty points if the if the players is the flagship event? Well, not on... if 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 Larry's getting thirty eight. Well, that's what I was going to say. So why doesn't the BP? Oh my God, I'm not going to smash. <laughs> what is going on? The BP? Oh, the Petty Garage. <laughs> why isn't the Wentworth tournament getting um, <laughs> eighty points? Because there's a load of crabs playing. It. It's not though. I know, yeah. I it's know. just clear to see that. It's just what was so good about the event, though, is who were the most vocal at the beginning of the tournament? Shane Lowry, Rory McIlroy, John Ram. They were the three ones who had an interview with Jamie Weir, weren't they, pre-tournament, and were saying, very vocal about, like, you know, I think John Ram said I wouldn't shake someone's hand, but I'd shake somebody else's. Them talking about, obviously, Rory's been vocal for the past six months, basically. They're all talking about, like, how the live players' time has passed on the Ryder Cup and we've got a new, fresh, proper players coming through. We're in a good, strong position. And then them three just go one, two, three in the in the ahead ahead of two live players. Well, I wanted it, I wanted when Reed, I know I don't like Patrick Reed and like I can't believe he won the Masters when I was there and all that, but honestly, yeah, I haven't mentioned that for a while actually, have I? <laughs> I can't believe I thought he was going to do it when he was just storming through the field on the on Sunday. Well, that's it. There was a point where they were one and two, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was, yeah. It was, You know what? It was a good watch, wasn't it? It was a great tournament. The Pit- showing that the live players can still hang, like, there was nine in the top 20. Yeah. And this is what's, this is what's a shame about the well, top 25. <laughs> this is what's a shame about, like, what's happening with the... The bitterness and the rivalry between it, like you need to give them world ranking points, you need to give them an opportunity because when the majors come, like they'll still be good tournaments, but it you haven't you won't have a Brooks Kepka, you won't have a Dustin Johnson, a Bryson DeChambeau, players like that, and the no. list goes on. A Matt Wolf, a Cameron Smith, you know, you've got Yaki Neiman that you know you know who they are. So the <laughs> Richard Bland's, you know <laughs> that he was gonna name the whole live field Abraham answer. <laughs> Mark Leishman, you know, the list goes on, you know, yeah, but anyway, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, don't you? The, oh, yeah, definitely. We, we need to see them in major championships, of course, we do. And uh, the problem is, if you, if you don't allow them to get world ranking points, the likelihood is some of them will get in the Masters because it's invitation top 50, some of them might get in the others for past champion exemptions. Maybe sick open qualifying with the DJ and that rocking up. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's what I'm... Imagine that. Can't wait to get down to scratch one day. Yeah. I think by, uh, that, I'm by that time he'll be retired, though. I'm changing me, baby. Go on. Rory coming out saying, oh, well, they'll be tied on Sunday because it's 50... It's They'll be the fourth day and then they're getting cut to three days. <laughs> they'll be tired, yeah. Because of, the, because of the passing of the Queen. Yeah. Rest in peace. No, definitely Taylor Gooch as well. Obviously, he went through some shit, didn't we? We spoke about him. He obviously had the bit of Twitter comments, didn't he? Oh, with, with Billy Horschel, yeah, talking about like what how many tournaments he's played in over over the years. But you know, like he said, he's moved up from forty six to thirty fifth. He's done what he went there to do, minus winning, million percent, secured a spot at the in the in the Masters. So likely anyway. So a great event, great event. Shall we go live Chicago then while we're on the subject? Go on then. Right, so 
Obviously, news just broke as well yesterday. David Pugh, he's left his senior year at Arizona State. Another one, like that's a Eugenio Chachara sort of um, path. I had to think about this last night when, when the news broke and it came to me attention that, okay, he's leaving his education behind. He's not going to qualify, but he could potentially always go back there because I don't know if it's changed now, but it works on credits in America. So you get so many credits for the course that, you, that you've completed throughout the year. You do a major and a minor. And then them credits can be transferable. So we can always go back and potentially that he'll save them credits and go back and do his senior year at another time if he wants to. But why do you go to college in America? It's because you want to improve you wanna, your you golf. You want to earn money. You want to earn money and you want to become a professional golfer. So he's getting the opportunity to earn that money straight away, not have to go through the grind of, of everything else. He's seventh best amateur in the world at the moment. Well, he's pro now, you know, Although in his fit, he's played two live events as an amateur, hasn't he? Uh, Centurion and Bedminster. But well, you never know if the PJ Tour have sent him an email saying, "Look, you've played there as an amateur. Not you can't play in the PJ Tour anymore." Potentially, yeah. Like that's that'd be a massive arm twister, wouldn't it? It would, yeah, it would. But and he's played PJ Tour as well. He's actually played on the tour, so he's obviously played the after master. playing live. No, it was before. Yeah. He got some advice because he won the uh, US Am, didn't he? So we got in the Masters, he's played the Masters, he qualified for the US Open this year, ranked seventh in the world. He's finished outside, the, I think he finished 42nd and 44th at Centurion and Bedminster in the two tournaments that he played in. But obviously, a future talent, isn't yeah. it? But now is he throwing away, he's got to ask himself, is he throwing away the opportunity to play uh, for Europe in the Ryder Cup? I mean, Spanish lad, you just don't know, do you? Is he Spanish? Spanish, yeah. Did not see that coming there. <laughs> Did you not know? Didn't know that, no. Let me just fact check that. Well, if he's Spanish, the way that Eugenio, he's Spanish as well, isn't he? Yeah, both So Spanish, they're obviously yeah. mates, aren't they? Yeah, Spanish, yeah. thought he was. Oh, I, um, so I doubt yourself, there. yeah. Yeah, yeah Spanish golfer, yeah. Madness. So there's two, Eugenio Chicaro and David Pugh, potential Ryder Cup. David. Ah, David, what's going on here? I don't know what's going on here yet, but he's pro and he's in at live. We don't know anything about the contract and whatever, but he's um, team talk with Joaquin Neiman as well. Yeah, the uh, Natalie lost out on a playoff in um, Boston. Yeah. So a big change to the field is Henrik Stenson returns to action in the Majestics team. Yeah. After he got sidelined with Vertigo. It's a bit of a mad one. Is that what it was, Vertigo? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that Shiro al Kuredi is back on the reserve list. Okay. And then Spain's Adrian Ortegi has been removed from the field as well. And he's been replaced by his compatriot, David Pugh. Should they give it away? That really shouldn't it? That I've wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should love you. So, yeah, because you've got Neiman, Scott Vincent, and Jedda Morgan. Uh, team talk at the moment, and obviously they, he's, he's been replaced now, hasn't he? But I think the other teams are pretty similar. So it's interesting because the Niblicks, you've got Varner, Swafford, Turk Petit, and James Pyatt. James Pyatt is another one who was an amateur. Wait, you've got Bubba as the non-playing captain. He's non-playing well. captain, yeah. And obviously we know the Fireballs team, Garcia, Ansa, Ortiz, and then Eugenio Chichari is getting an opportunity to play with, like, obviously some of the best players in the world there. So it is a good opportunity for them as well. It'll be interesting to see how Lahiri does this week after his, his first start and how, how well he done. He's with the crushes still. Uh, Bryce and Charles Howell and Paul Casey. So this Ke- is... He hasn't really made much noise, has he, like since he's landed there? 
Oh no, no, only on his Instagram when he's out partying. That's about that's it. it. Yeah, but he's a um, cockrack and PTU line with his and with his brother Chase and Smash. They obviously done all right last in the team event, but individually nothing to to shout on about. But um, obviously Kepka and Cockrack are very capable players, aren't they? Of course, yeah. So is that the Rich Harvest Farms Golf Club this uh, this week in Chicago? Seven thousand four hundred and eight yards, par seventy-two. Yeah, bit of a beast. Bit of a beast. We've got members of the Frog X Navy Seal parachute team who are going to skydive onto the course to kick things off. That's going to be the. They love a start. good skydive, don't they? They live? do. Yeah. Was it that didn't the announcer short skydiving in or Greg Norman at last? Greg Norman, no, gangster. Yeah, and then Jason Derulo is Jason Derulo. Oh my god! Like that? Yeah. Do it again. Thought he was here. Thought he was here, yeah. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to perform on Saturday night. Ledge. Yeah, so. That'd be sick, that. Be good little... They pull out, they pull the stars out, don't they? Well, that's it. It's a new concept to golf, isn't it? A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people love it. But let them live. Let the players live. DS Automobiles Italian Open. Marco Simeone Golf Club at 7,268 yards. And it's a freebie. And it's a freebie. Yeah. It's great, thanks. Hopefully the crowds come in. We get to see what it's like. Packed. See, I don't see that it's great. Me, I see that they're going to sting them at the Ryder Cup. I don't like it. Shut up. It's bait. No, it's not bait. It's bait. The Ryder Cup's no, already listen, sold out. It's bait. You try and get a ticket for the Ryder Cup now, it's already sold out. Is it, yeah? You'll get a ticket for the Ryder Cup now. Has it been done and all that? Gone. Missed the ballot on that one, didn't we? <laughs> the Ryder Cup sells out regardless. Even the... Hospitality, which are like thousands of pounds, goes the lot. Yeah, it's like they're free, aren't they? <laughs> for us, yeah. So, three brothers in the field this week. You've got the Huygard twins, Nikolai's back to defend his championship. Remember last year, Rasmus won uh, in Switzerland, the Omega, and, and he then went straight Nikolai away the week after. after the That's week after, when they yeah. were going to be the best players in the world, then, and then they've sort of chilled a bit. They've jumped to the PJ Tour too quick. Well, Nikolai won in the Rasmus Al. Raz Al Ghul. He's Batman's teaching him. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one in the Middle East. Yeah. Yeah, he won that, didn't he, early in the season, Nikolai. But yeah, no, the the, the twins are, are playing. And then you've also got Eduardo and Francesco Molinari. They're going to be flying the Italian flag at their home open. Francesco's actually the only Italian player to win twice at the Italian Open. So he'll be looking to make it the hat trick. And I mentioned before, he had a strong finish last week at the BMW, finished ninth. And that's obviously the first Ryder Cup qualification spot, points. Event. Event, yeah. And then the other brothers, uh, Matt and Alex, which you mentioned. So, got yeah. three brothers in the field. I don't know if that's a record, but... Um, could well be. Could well be, yeah. But remember Nikolai last year beat Tommy Fleetwood, didn't he, by a shot? Yeah. And it was at the Marco Simeone, so we know what to expect from the course. I'm surprised that Tommy's not playing. Yeah, there is a surprise, yeah. You know what I mean? And Lowry. Unless mm. they already think that they're nailed on, but you think that they'd want to go and get a bit of experience playing over there, though, the way Rory's done it. Yeah, maybe they're just flying back to America and getting ready for this um, PJ Tour. Maybe. Starting the PJ Tour is a bit too much because I think Shane will probably come back for the Tour Championships or maybe the Ned Bank the week before. When is the Tour Championships? November. Oh, so it's a bit away. Yeah, I see. Do you know what we missed out on our little ten GB and eyes there? It could be a little sneaky, sneaky one. Come on. Aaron Rye. Yeah, definitely could be. He could sneak in there. Him. Definitely. 
Definitely, I'm back on that, yeah. Is that the same as power? Yeah. So we, we mentioned earlier, didn't we? Obviously, you've got um, top-ranked players in the field this week. We've got Rory, Hovland. They're one and two in the in the, the race. So they're, they're obviously looking to try and get the best points and the best position for when they go to the Tour Championship. I don't, I don't, I don't know what other tournaments they're going to play in. But, um, yeah, we've... Um, Tittle Hatton is in the field, isn't he? Matt Fitzpatrick, the major championships, top 10 players in the world, all in the field this week. So it'd be interesting to, to, for the likes of your Mansell, Lucas Herbert's in the field as well. Um, I think 29 him. pointers up for grabs for the, for the winner of this. 29? Yeah. And you got 40 at the Fortinet. Yeah. See? Just doesn't add up for me. I know. I just don't. So if you're somebody who wins this tournament, who's, I'll just use Rich Mantle, for example. We talk about him a lot. If Rich wins this week, he gets 29 points for beating Hovland, beating number one and two in the race to the bye, two top 10 players in the world. Yeah. He gets, he gets less points than going over and winning the Fortinet. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it just doesn't, just doesn't add up for me. Um, talking about past champions, though, we mentioned Francesco Molinari. Oh, no, 24 points it is. Almost half. Embarrassing, you know. So what you get for winning the challenge? I mean, for winning the um Russia than Tourism presented by Joe PR Open Twenty Two, powered by AU Small Finance Bank. And what tour is that on? <laughs> Just don't know. <laughs> Go on, I'm with the Taya Steel PG something. Nine point three world ranking points you get for winning that. Fantastic. <laughs> Might enter that. Like what? Might enter that. It's going on. Yeah, but Jim Payne's a past champion here. Yeah. Ledge. Yeah, 1996 Italian Open champion. Oh, boy. Yeah. Let's get that podcast done with him as well. He was asking we about us. He's some boy as well, and he dry sense of humour. Good lad. Yeah, get him on. They'll enjoy this one. Par 71, this isn't it? You've mentioned it, haven't you? 7,268 yards. What are All we right. thinking? Who do I think is going to win? Yeah, what I are you thinking? He's going to storm it. Yeah. Yeah. He's playing well, isn't he? Yeah. Hovland's playing well as well, though, isn't he? Not as well as Rory. I suppose not. But you never know. No one's Any... playing as well as Rory at the moment. That's it. You know, it's, it's easy to pluck him out and to say he's going to win. <laughs> 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 who, you, who are you picking then? I fancy a European tour player, me. Um, I'm going to go for... It's a DP World Tour, actually. A DP World Tour, yeah. I'm going to go for... I'll go for Guado Migliosi, me. Honestly, I reckon you you're in a secret relationship with him. <laughs> I do like him, though. Yeah. No, the only reason I say that is he finished eleventh last week. He's playing in front of his home crowd. He's got added motivation to get to the Ryder Cup. He's had a poor season, so he'll be as motivated as anyone to kickstart his season. He'll get a, a load of confidence from those fifty-four holes he played last week. So I could be wrong. I mean, it comes. It's just plucked out of thin air based on it being in Italy, and you know, I think he'll get the job done. I fancy, and apart from Rory, then, like, a past winner from this year, like a Crocker or a Shinkwin, someone like that's won this year to get another one. Yeah. Like, with the way Ewan did. Yeah, get a second win. It'll be a big one to win, won't it? What's interesting about this event is um, in 2017, 18, and 19, the pace for this event was 7 million. It's down to 3 million now, even with the big stars turning up. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. So this is what I was saying over the past couple of weeks where 
it needs that injection of cash. So whatever, why was it? Whatever, whatever why was it seven million? Was it a Rolex event or something? It wasn't a Rolex event. No, it was just a whoever was sponsoring the event at the time, or for whatever reason, that that was the purse that was given up. So I think, you know, that's what you need on the DP World Tour. You need that type of purse, and then you will attract more of the homegrown talent in and around Europe to play more, the top players, because they're not losing out on so much money, and that could potentially bring the extra world ranking points that we've been speaking about. Uh, You know, Jim Payne won it. From Sam Torrance and then Bernard Langer took it off him in, in the year after. It's a nice sandwich, that isn't it? Ninety-six, it was. Yeah. Guess you know what the purse was? Half a mil. Yeah, five hundred eleven thousand. Yeah. How'd you know that? Checked it before. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. Like the year before, it was three hundred seventy-eight, and the year after, it was four hundred sixty-nine. So by the way, just the sandwich them there was just the biggest purse of that era. <laughs> nice. What's he get for that? About sixty k. Must have, yeah. But yeah, now looking forward to the DS Automobiles Italian Open and hopefully we'll get a good crowd out there if they're giving free tickets away, which is, I think, is fantastic, mate. They should, like, get at least a good hopefully they get that 20,000, yeah. it? I think if you've got the likes of Rory and that play in there, a million percent, yeah. As long as they don't miss the cut the weekend, it'll be fantastic. The Molnari brothers are there. You know, I think you're. Um, I think we're in for a good tournament this week and next week as well. Like to say, mentioned a couple of weeks ago, the, se- the September's a really big month for the DP World. Well, Tour, it's like you were talking about all the cup venues coming up in a row. It's like all the chance to really like show off the and get some star-studded players in it. Yeah, million percent. Yeah, million percent. So the fourth in the championships. Then um, I mentioned their winner. This event's going to get forty world ranking points. So you know, it's definitely a one to get. A good start on this is going to be the first event for the Corn Ferry graduates who will be sitting on a nice half a million quid. That's going to be really good for them, isn't it? Knowing that they've got that security, half a million in the bank, turning up just, you know, Mate, honestly, good about it's themselves. like how, like we were saying, or like I was saying a couple of weeks ago, like you could turn up with that security, you do. It's a, you, you, you can do so much more. Yeah. Like the pressure and everything's gone. You've probably booked. You know where you're playing next week. Yeah. You don't. You're not scrounging around to make you do to try and buy your flight. Buy your flight. Yeah. You're flying. And when we talk about the the caliber of players, obviously Max Homer, the defending champ. But you got like Harris English is there, who's injured most of last season, but he is a top golfer. Ricky Fowler, who's struggling form, but he's a big name. Matty Armas there. But other than that, you've got the likes of Wallace, Willett, Thea Gala, Davis, Riley. You know. Players who can compete and can play well, but they're nowhere near the top talent. So if you win this event this week, you're obviously going to be walking away with close to a million pounds to go along with your half a million if you if you're pretty new to it. Plus you're getting the forty world ranking points. It's an unbelievable opportunity given the strength of field, isn't it? Yeah. And as you say there, like so when you do look at some of the names, there's loads of major champions like Webb Simpson, Stuart Sink, like it's there's there is a good caliber of player to be getting more points than you've got Rory and, and Fitzpatrick on the other one. But apart from that, Francesco Molinari's a Molinari, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you know, you've got, yeah, you've got, you've got Kyle Westmoreland playing Fitzpatrick, this one, Hovland, Rory McElroy, Eduardo, Molinari, Francesco Molinari, Eduardo's brother. Yeah, but I wanted to talk about that Kyle Westmoreland last week. I forgot to mention him. he's the first. Ever graduate from the Air Force to become a professional golfer? Yeah, seen that news. Sick, yeah. aren't it? Brilliant, yeah. So he's served as a as a fighter pilot or something, and then now he's a golfer. 
brilliant. Unbelievable. What a career. I know. I hope he wins. What a career change. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets the half a mil, does he? See, must do, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's graduated through the... Uh, it's his rookie season. Talking about qualifiers, um, Taylor Lowe. You won't have heard that name before? No. So he Monday qualified for this event, but he's a club shop pro. Gangster. Yeah. Love so Ola. he's at the Wild Horse Golf Club in Sacramento. He's um, in the lead-up to this event over the last five days. He's had 15 to 20 lessons booked in. Um, he's 30 years of age. He only plays once or twice a week. Between the age of 21 and 26, he took a long break from golf. And at 24, just decided he wanted to get on the PJ program. And since then, he's become a qualified PJ pro. Been playing once or twice a week. Turns up to the Monday qualifiers, shoots eight under qualifiers. And he's playing a PJ tour event. That's the sort of things that you love to see. You want to be seeing him getting that next. So, what do you have to get to get the next week? Top 10. Top 10. You want to see him winning it? Yeah. But what's good about this as well? Um, sorry, just before you go on to the yardages and stuff, he, he's with the new scope for the PJ Tour this year. Even if he misses the cut, he's going to get his 5K expenses. So Sick. he's still going to be walking away with a nice bit of wedge for, of course, yeah. for somebody in his. Um, it's just an unbelievable experience for him, isn't it? Pro yeah. V's on the range and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so go on, where are we? So we're in the Silverado Resort and Spa, North Course, par 72, 7,123 yards, ro- located in the heart of California wine country. Yeah! Catalina wine mis- mixer. The Cat- Catalina wine mixer. Yeah. Um. So this is the last wraparound season as well, isn't it, on the PGA Tour? Well, yeah. I had a few a few little notes on, is it good? There's a few changes happening to the PGA Tour. Yeah, because you got to, it's obviously going to start this week at the Fortinet Champs, and then it's going to end at the RSM Classic on November the 17th to the 20th. So once that ends, next season is where we've potentially got the talks about the new sort of live format. And, you know, we've got the Monday nights with Tiger. and Yeah, and then it's going to start from January to December then. It's do, going to be just a, calendar. Do a full calendar year. Yeah. Um, top 30 out of the Corn Ferry getting tour cards and then... There'll be a Q school with the top five getting PJ Tour cards, top 10 from the DP World Tour getting PJ Tour cards. So it's like a new revamp way, a new way to get into the PJ Tour now. Yeah, it's 40, 45 players there getting a half a million quid to start with as well. I know. So that's a big incentive. You're not just playing for your tour cards, you're paying for you're playing for that guaranteed money. Yeah. So which is like we said before, it's it's going to be interesting to see what Liver's done. If you're getting that half a million, it's like coming last in five live events. Yeah. Well, four live four live events, isn't it? Yeah. Which is, which is interesting take, isn't it? It is, and it's what, it's what needed to happen. That These players do have a have a massive battle on their hands to get to the top tours in their, in their continent. So, you know, get to the PGA Tour, there's a massive journey to get there. Get to the DP World Tour. There's a massive journey to get there. Get to the Asian Tour, even even though obviously that that's still growing. There's a massive journey to get there as well. Whether it's yeah. through Q School or whether it's graduating through the the feeder tours. So when you get there and you've grinded, it's a four or five year process. Michael Howie explained, didn't he, when we were on yeah. the podcast? And plenty of other people on the podcast have explained it as well. When you get to that position, you know you do deserve. A bit of a backhand. You deserve you? a salary. You deserve to to enjoy your time there. Like yeah. you're here, here's your money. Going, going, going there. Have, have your year, you've earned it. Not like be scrounging round. 
Exactly. And then you miss, a bus it, you miss three cuts, and then, you know, you're thinking, oh, my God, I do I belong at this level? You know it's, like, I mean? it's like the UFC, where you used to get up to, to, to get, you get your, you get your UFC contract, three losses, and you're gone. Yeah. Which is like the same, not the same sort of thing, but it's cutthroat, isn't it? Yeah. And you get on there, you miss a few cuts, you if bad times. Like, you, you think you've made it, when you make the PJ Tour, you buy a bigger house, you'll get a bigger car, next minute you can't afford them. Yeah. And you're, you're Chasing the your tail. Chasing your tail. You are, yeah. But no, to say that the, one of my birdies this, this week was the fact that we've got a live event and lives obviously well established and starting to really enjoy the concept of it now. We've obviously got the Italian Open with a stronger field than what's on the PJ Tour, arguably. And obviously the PJ Tour restarting this year, um, the wraparound season as we start a new PJ Tour season as we come to conclude the DP World Tour season and live. Yeah. And then the end of this PJ Tour season where it was the Tour Championships and you have Eastlake and you have the FedEx St. Jude. Just 70 now. So it? now it's just 50. I was just... 50 players going to play the BMW and then the, the 30-man field in Eastlake. Okay. So it's even harder Yeah, to get them spots. Yeah. But that means... The top thirty get automatically. Top thirty get automatically automatically get the cards as well for next season. Yeah, so be interesting yeah. to see what happens and what comes of it. It we is. We love to of... see it. The drama. And let's enjoy it, and we'll catch up all next week to see what comes of it all. Ciao. Bye bye. <laughs> Ciao. Thank you.